renaming Nene Leakes the original queen of reality TV. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under, under construction, construction together. together. Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. Today's episode is going to be so lit, okay? Y'all, I have invited my homegirl, my sister friend, y'all favorite reality TV star. Well, your other favorite reality TV star. <laughs> Nene Leaks to kick it with me on The Blueprint. And for those that don't know, when we get together, it's nothing but all facts and love. So get ready because your girl can't wait. But first, it's time to speak life over ourselves with today's affirmation. Okay, y'all got to get ready for this one. Put your seatbelt on, okay? Because I feel some of y'all need to hear this one, all right? I forgive those who have harmed me in my past, and today I peacefully detach from them. Listen, that almost took me out of here. Okay, let me say it one more time because... Y'all know this is a good one. Some of y'all need to hear this, all right? I forgive those who have harmed me in my past, and today I peacefully detach from them. Do y'all know the power in that? In that forgiveness and peacefully? Like, you not irate, you not mad, you ain't going off, but I peacefully. That means you, you just like, okay, cool. And you just gone and cut them off. I'm ch- ah! That's why I say I want to shout. I got to find me a corner. Because that thing right there, that's a word. I don't know about y'all, but I really look forward to our weekly affirmations. Now, did you know over the course of the day, the average person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts? And guess how many of them thoughts are negative? Right. According to the National Science Foundation, come on, y'all. I want y'all to guess with me because the first time I saw this number, I couldn't believe it. Guess what you think it is. Y'all, it's 80%. Yes, 80% of our thoughts are negative. So taking the time to intentionally speak positive words over our lives is our attempt to combat some of that negativity it looks like we inadvertently subject ourselves to. So I got a serious question for all of my single folks. How many of y'all put a mate, a partner, a husband, or wife on y'all vision boards? I know I did, honey, okay? And my husband is described, outlined, and I've written a whole declaration on who he is and who he'll be when we be together. So today I'm sharing my take on how long we should date before setting a wedding date. Depends on how old you are. I'm going to start right there. (laughs) Listen, my 40 and over crew, we ain't got that long, okay? I give you three months because I feel like the man already know when he meets you, can he be with you or do he want to be with you forever? And you ain't finna be pouncing and bouncing on me. I ain't doing that, Uh uh-uh. Not no two years. I ain't got it. I ain't got it for you, boo. Nope. You had to make that mind up in this one year you get, meaning one year to seal the deal. (laughs) Because for me, you got six months. We kicking it for six months just for everybody to get to know each other. 
For you to get used to my child, for me to get used to your churn if you have it, for me and your mother to bond, we got six months to make this happen, pumpkin. Okay? They'll be walking down the aisle. Then I'm missing somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's just really my take on it because, like, who's dating for five years now? Who's doing that? We're wasting time and money when we could be doing stuff together and building and growing. No, we ain't doing that. Now, if you're 20-something, I still say don't get nobody five years. Life. Oh, you upset it. Sure did. Go out here and date. Go out here and find yourself, honey. Take time to find yourself. You don't give nobody years of your life unless you walk down the aisle with them. No, we ain't got it. You know, it's COVID out here. We ain't got no time for that. Mm-mm. Now, y'all remember, don't let nobody spend years pouncing and bouncing on you, talking about that's my girlfriend. That's embarrassing. No, girlfriends is like when you were in high school. That's your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Check yes or no on the box. We're not going to be grown and be girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-mm. Not for no years. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And at 40, you can't be nobody girlfriend or boyfriend. This is my friend. <laughs> or this is Tamar. Or this is whoever your name is because we're not doing it. That's childish. Okay. <laughs> That's just my thoughts and opinion, y'all, which I am entitled to because this is Tamar Takes. I'm gonna keep it a thou Baby, it is all me. All right, y'all, it's time to tap into that keep it a thou thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl, Tay Tay. Let's see what we got today. All right, question number one. I once heard you say that you don't focus so much so on religion, but building an intimate and personal relationship with God. For those of us seeking to do just that, what advice do you have for us? Okay, so it took me a long time to kind of separate um, my personal relationship with God and religion. Like, okay, for me, I like to talk to God in the shower. So every time I take a shower, I know that me and God is going to have that one-on-one conversation, the get down. That's what I call it. We're going to have our get down, God. (laughs) We about to really go in. And I know you're listening to me and I'm finna tell you everything I'm thinking and I'm going to talk to you like you my homie because he is. You know what I'm saying? Like we on the phone, you know, and that's really, you know, how my personal relationship with God began. I set an intention on when I was going to speak to him every single day. And now I can't go a day without speaking to him. And now it's not even really just in the shower. The shower is just where I go in. <laughs> Sometimes it be, you know, when I'm cooking. Sometimes it be when I'm at my desk, you know what I'm saying, my office. Sometimes it be, you know what I'm saying, when I'm not doing nothing. I'm watching TV. I'm talking to him. We're having conversations. And I'm telling you, it's like when you get that personal relationship people might look at you like you crazy that don't understand because you like just start talking out the blue look god you know i ain't got time for that i ain't thinking like that i don't want to think like that please take that for me you know what i'm saying the people are like oh my god so the more and more you do it the more and more you crave it and i'm telling you it's the most beautiful thing ever like that's my home boy for real okay that's my boy Alright, enough shenanigans. Question number two. Hey Tay, I have a question about fashion. I know you had a clothing line as I purchased a lot of pieces from you. Which my favorite is this red pair of pants. Oh my god. Anyways, I've been wanting to open my own boutique. What advice can you give me? Thanks. 
Okay, so this was a big problem that I had doing the Tamar collection. You have to know who your customer is, okay? I wanted to put a lot of things in the collection that, yes, I would wear, but what I also knew that my Tamartian's fashion was like. You know what I'm saying? Who was that girl? Uh, where was she going? Um, is she a professional? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Things like that. You have to know who you want your customers to be, and you can't have a bunch of clothes in your boutique that only you would wear. <laughs> Because only you is buying it, boo. So um, you have to really think like that. And you really have to think about making sure you have a business plan. And if you don't know how to do one, call somebody who does. Because this is a business. This is not, you know, for fun. This is, you know, something that hopefully will leave as your legacy. And you have to treat it as such. So that's all I got to say about that. That's what I got for y'all today. And I hope my answers are helpful. And just know you can always count on your girl to keep it a foul foul. And if you have questions for me, email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Up next, we're going into the blueprint. This this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. When it comes to reality TV, there are three sides of the coin. It's the good, the worst. And the worser. Well, at least that's how I feel about it. But this is the blueprint, and it's not about my thoughts. So today I bought in another voice to give her take on her reality experience of reality TV. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the queen of Atlanta, honey. The originator, Real Housewives of Atlanta herself, Nene Leakes. Welcome to Under Construction. I'm so happy to have you here. You have no idea. Yes. Well, I love the... the name Under Construction, honey. What does that mean? You building a new house? Well, uh, yes. The house of Tamar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, yes. I'm not mad. Yeah, yes, to build a new house, honey. Tamar's house, honey. Yes. Well, you know, my... You know, my body, you know, my spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah Building everything all I'm, over again. It's okay. Yeah, I have to, you know, all of my walls yeah. came tumbling down this summer and, you know, I had to rebuild, yeah. you know. I, and I feel I, like my walls have come down too, honey, and I want somebody to rebuild them. <laughs> 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 my walls are coming down as well, honey. That is hilarious. I got, I'm sure we're talking about two different walls. You know what? <laughs> Yes, we are. One of the walls is really under construction. No one has touched it. <laughs> that would be me. Okay, honey. Right? I want this wall, honey, to come together, honey. Yeah. You're so funny. There is nobody else that I felt like I could have this conversation with because um, I don't think that there's a lot of people who understand what happens in reality TV. Now, we can talk yeah. about, we're going to talk about the good and we're going to talk about the flip side too. You cool with that? You know, I'm an open book. And if yeah. you ask me something I don't want to answer, I won't. Right. But I, I answer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just used to tell people I'm an open book. Just ask me whatever you want to. And yeah, you get whatever I give you. Yeah. And it's okay for you to ask me questions too. Okay. Of course it is. Okay. Of course. <laughs> I okay. wouldn't have it any other way. I know. Right. Okay. So listen, is there anything about your experience in reality TV that makes you regret doing it? Period. Yes. Um, one of the things I always tell people that I regret, and this is really real, I regret mm -hmm. that Greg and I divorced on television the way we handle it on the TV. I really wish yeah. Greg, I, I had given Greg a lot of conversations about um, 
let's separate, you know, first before divorcing. And he wasn't here for that. He was just like, you know, it's all or nothing kind of a thing. And when I look back on it, because, you know, eventually Greg and I ended up getting back together and remarrying. We went through the whole process of divorcing because he didn't want to give me space to think or get over what had happened in our relationship. And I often, you know, I just regret it because my child now can go back and look at that. He's of age now where he can understand it better. I just wish we had handled it different. I really regret that. I also regret my oldest son had gotten in trouble and I scolded him on the show really bad. And I really hate I did that. I don't, I, I wish I hadn't done that to him. You wish you hadn't done that because you felt like you embarrassed him? I did. I embarrassed him um, in a way that I felt that wasn't healthy. It really mm. hurt him. It wasn't like an embarrassment, like, oh, my gosh, I'm my Right, friend. I understand no, what you It mean. was really something deep that really hurt him. And because it hurt him, it hurt me. So mm. I don't want to hurt him like that. I, I know that it hurts um, your son and you, right? Yeah. But at that time, you both came across as regular black mother and son. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we were on reality TV. And so on reality TV, my, my job has always been to just show it all and give all. Yeah. And I did that. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't regret everything I've done. I mean, right. I definitely regret some of the steps I took. Yeah. So what made you do reality TV in the first place? I don't think I've ever well, asked you that. Have I ever asked you Well, that? you know what? No. You know what? I was acting once to LA every season for pilot season. And I ran into this lady out there by the name of Robbie Reed Humes. And she cast me in Fighting Temptations. And after that, she and I kind of started a relationship. And uh, she would give me little parts on different shows like Monique. What is it? Monique and uh, the Parkers. Mm -hmm. She gave me like a little day play, you know, over there just on different little shows. And uh, after that, I I, had my my youngest son, Brent. Mm -hmm. And I just made a decision in myself and said, you know what? It's not going to happen for me. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to make it in Hollywood. Yeah, acting. I'm not going to make it. Like, I was giving up everything. Like, I just came to the point where I was just like, I'm giving up. It's over. I just, I'm going to be, my job must be in life is to be a stay-at-home mom with a child and Greg's wife. And that's what I'm going to do. And so I just took that. And just as I put everything up on the shelf and said, forget about it, my door was knocking. Hey, there's this lady that want to talk to you. I did not set out to do reality TV. Mm -hmm. Reality TV found me. Yeah. I see. I never knew that you worked with good old Robbie Reed. I had no idea. Yeah. I wrote about her in my book and she and I both talk about, you know, the experience of her seeing me come out and she auditioning me and, and, and here's Nene now today. So yeah. Wow. See, I think the difference is I went after reality TV, I I guess. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. I did not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did because I was tricked. I thought that reality Mm -hmm. TV was like, Reality TV, like it's real stuff, not scripted. I think the first three seasons of the Braxtons wasn't mm-hmm. so scripted, right? Um, I wouldn't say that. I would really have to go out and say that Real Housewives is not scripted. We are definitely not scripted. We're not holding a script. They don't tell us this is what we're going to say word for word. However, they say this is what's going to happen today. Right. So you guys are all getting together and you need to confront her about what she said the other day, or you need to bring up a subject, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's not scripted. Actually, yeah, I shouldn't say scripted. I should say guided, huh? Is that a better yeah, word? It, I think it is a little bit guided. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think a lot of bit guided I, because I think that mm-hmm. um, 
the producers have different conversations with everybody. They do. Yeah. You know what they I'm do. saying? When you're yeah. a cast. Yeah. yeah. They say one thing to this one and one thing to that one and one thing to this one and one thing to that one. Yeah. And, you know, they know who is the weakest link. Yes. And they know who the strong one is. They also know the one that is the shit stir. Yeah. You know, they know. Who going to have it and who's not having it. Yeah. Yes. They know the one that'll throw the rock and hide the hand right quick. Come and, on. So they know all those things. <laughs> yeah. And they supposed to know those things because yeah. that's their job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to tell all the listeners, first of all, I don't think yeah. you guys know that the way that I look at Nene, I'm not just saying this because she's my good friend. She's like my sister, yeah. but she's the queen of reality TV, period. Oh, thank you. Number one. Let's just thank say you. number one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you period. so much. You know what? I will say this. You're not supposed to say things. People are supposed to say them for you. So thank you for saying that. But uh, I know that I definitely started a genre. Absolutely. Um, that is not to say there wasn't reality TV before me. It was. What happened was there were no black ensemble reality shows on television. Yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta, we were the black cast with a white girl. Yeah. And all of these other shows followed suit after that, which came Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives, Hollywood Exes, The Braxton. Yeah. And I think that people forget and they don't remember. They look back and they'd be like, no, honey, we've been on them. They've been with yeah. here. And you're like, no, that was a genre that we've truly started. And um, and I would have to say that I had a big hand in it because if it's not true, I mean, you just ask Anderson Cooper. I mean, he says Nene was the breakout star. Ask Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, she said Nene is the breakout star here. And Hell, ask the, oh, Tamar. I, I just said it. Period. It is Well, what it you is. can ask, ask Andy Cohen. Anybody. Thank you. I think in his goodbye letter to me, he stated that I had started a genre. That's all facts. But what do you have to say about people who don't want to acknowledge that fact? That really you are don't. the queen of reality. I don't mind. I really don't. I don't mind it because, listen, Tamar, if I put that thing up on this wig, honey, <laughs> my head will blow up. That's, I can't even do it. So you have to just not mind. You have to know what it is. I know what we did. I yeah. know what this space was, we opened up that door. Absolutely. And, and, and other networks saw that it actually worked for Bravo to have this black cast on. And then they followed suit. Bravo didn't even have any black cast. Yeah. <laughs> when we came on, we definitely uh, gave them legs to run with. You guys gave the whole black reality television legs. Because yeah. I know when I created the Braxton Family Values, it was basically based mm -hmm. on not just you guys show, but black people. You know what I mean? When I thought about it, I thought it from the perspective of, oh, sisters instead of an ensemble cast. So I think most people want to know, Nene, like, so what's next? What's next? Do you feel like you, you left the show prematurely? I don't think I left the show prematurely. Yeah. I think I left it a little late. Yeah. Uh, I think I probably should have left, you know, some years ago, but I'm okay with the timing. The You know, timing is everything. And I feel like, this was my yeah. time. It was in me. You know how it was in me to leave. It was in me. You know, I, I, I had an offer on the table after talking to them and talking to everybody, you know, listening to what everybody had to say, all my executive producers and everybody. I hung up the phone. I'm telling you, I was in a meeting on the call with them talking about going into shooting like days before Cynthia's wedding. But anyway, it was, oh, I know what it was. They was getting ready to do the girls trip. Mm. And this is where the whole bachelorette thing was going to take place. 
So they were talking to me about, you know, I'm going to be on the the girls trip. And uh, I I was listening to everything they had to say about the trip and what my relationship were with each mm-hmm. girl. And they were telling me about the new people that were around the show. And, um, you know, it wasn't a bad conversation at all. When we hung up, I just hung up the phone knowing this wasn't yeah. for me anymore, yeah. <laughs> you know. I don't know if it was something that they said. I just know everything that they said to me, I was like, oh, okay, so this is what we still doing? So that's what I kept thinking in my head. And I was like, oh, so this is what we doing? Okay. So I hung up the phone. I immediately, as I hung it up, I remember well, I was sitting in the parking lot of my lounge talking to them about this girl's trip. And uh, I hung up the phone. I called my manager immediately. I said, I'm not going to do the show. Wow. And he said, he said, don't you want to take the weekend to think about it? And I said, we can take the weekend and think about it. But I can tell you that I'm not going to do the show. It wasn't for me anymore. Just nothing had changed. Right. I understand that completely. Right. And I wanted to say, yeah. you know, like when you first get into reality TV, it's a lot of perks. Right. And then here comes the side effects. What do you think the most not talked about side effects? The other side of that coin. The other side of all the perks. Yes. I don't know. I, I, you know, I know that when I came out, <laughs> I did everything. Yeah. I did scripted television. I did Broadway. I was on the cover of Ebony Magazine, the power cover. Um, I was the first celebrity in 30 years to have a residency out in Vegas on Zumanity. Seriously, I made an appearance everywhere. I did every single talk show it was possible to do. I co-host everywhere for everybody. Yeah. You know, I just did everything. Yeah. The flip side of that is it's going to come to an end. Ooh. It is going to come yeah. to an end. It's either come to an end or you level off. Now, th- that's one thing. The other thing is, you could still be going just as hard as you were when you first came out, but that corporate devil is sitting right there. It's a corporate devil that people don't know that's controlling a lot of your career. Yeah. I did a lot of competition shows. I did Celebrity Apprentice. I did Cupcake Wars. I did another show with Greg and I were cooking for these top chef people. The corporate devil is a beast. That's all I got to yeah. tell you. Like you think you're going on these shows and you're going to be like, I can win. Actually, before you get on the show, they already know who the winner is. <laughs> That's the corporate devil. It's a lot that happens behind the scene that people just don't know yeah. about. Well, you know, for me, I think the other side of, of my coin is that I could be doing the most amazing things, like things that I always wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like daytime TV, mm-hmm. and like you were saying, appearing everywhere, doing everything that you ever wanted to do because the opportunity is there, right? And I think that right. uh, the flip side was in one aspect People looked at me as Tamar's funny, she's Mm -hmm. fun, um, she's relatable, and then here comes the reality show, and my role on the reality show is the villain and getting in everybody's business and uh, getting into it with everybody. I just felt like no matter how much good things that I did, it was always erased when that show would come back on. Do you know what I'm saying? I think people... Forget people have short term memory, yes, they so they forget about what happened last season and this season. They just go right back into they just forget. They just forget all these things, and they have short term memory. That's all. Yeah, and and for me, I think that that affected me as much as I didn't want it to affect me. That affected me, and it was hard for me to yeah, recover. It does. It's hard. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back. 
back to Under Construction with your girl, Tamar Braxton. Uh, reality TV is hard, okay? Because you're out there. You're in these people's living rooms. I think people know reality stars more than they know actors. Yeah. They approach reality stars, I think, more because they feel like they really know you because they see you every week inside of their living room on their television. And it's very difficult. The criticism, yeah. the judging, yeah. all that stuff is very, very hard. It really, truly is. And, you know, I think that no one has talked about that long-term effect and what that does, Mm. you know, I I know for me, and I've been very open about it and what it's done to my mental. I'm always consistently defending my character, not the character on the show, but my character in my life. You know what I mean? Like it bothers me that, it bothers me that people think that I'm a terrible person and that I'm messy and I can't get along with girls. And you know, I'm not a good businesswoman. That drives me crazy. It is hard. It is hard. Um, It's hard. It's just hard. You know, you meet new people. You can meet a guy and they, you know, they're going to Google you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And then, you know, even though they claim they haven't, you can almost tell by the things they're saying and doing that they, you know, you know, I I just have had people to do me the same way. Like, you know, he did this, he that, it sucks. It sucks. That's the stigma that comes along with reality television. So, you know, you just have to find somebody that um, they can look past that. It's hard to find people. That yeah. Can. You know, I remember when I first started dating David. <laughs> yeah. He came from the corporate world. And this is like this African family who is like not yeah. into reality TV or not into entertainment, period. And I remember him telling me how hard this was getting ready to be to explain this to his family. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I was, and it made me feel a little embarrassed. Although that, you know, I had this thriving career, I felt almost embarrassed by it. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. by him Googling Mm -hmm. me, it's like all the bad stuff come up. All of the episodes where you're walking into the lion's den and all you have is to defend your character. And, you know, it's bits and pieces taken from this, taken from that to put together to make a story. And for me, one of the main reasons why I feel like I can never, ever go back to unscripted reality TV is... A lot to do with that last relationship. I'm not against uh, reality television. That's, I want to be clear about that. I think that reality TV has opened up many doors of opportunity of for course. me. It was great for me. I think there was someone in the background tampering with my things and my project. Yeah. Um, I feel like it could have been great for me. I feel like, you know, um, if these people weren't tampering with my career, I just don't think it would have appeared the way that it has. Yeah. So I think reality TV is, it's okay to do. And I'm okay with doing it again. So you would do unscripted reality TV again? I don't want to do it with no ensemble. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know about that. But, um, you know, if I was doing something, you know, based off my life and what I'm doing, I'm okay with that. You know, it's a beast. Yeah. You just got to be strong. I feel like I done been through all of the trials. Now let's go. I'm, I'm already got all the cuts and the bruises. So I'm, I'm in. Well, let me tell you why. My situation. <laughs> And I keep bringing it back to me. I'm so sorry. But no, like, everybody's been in a relationship where you felt like you've given people chance after chance after chance. You really yeah, love that person. And, and they keep promising yeah, that they're never yeah. going to do this again. They're n- I'm never going to lie to you again. I'm never going to cheat on you again. I'm never going to mistreat you again. I know. I know. I know, Didi. I know. But you um, sign up for the bullshit and it happens again. <laughs> 
And I'm yes, and I got- yes. And then you get to the point where you can't even defend why you're doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like you can say to the public, yo, I was tricked, but nobody believes you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody believes you. No way. They, well, you signed up for it. This is what you No, Becky. I, I didn't sign up for this. This is this is not what we discussed. <laughs> yes, for Becky, honey. You know, this is not yes, what Becky. we discussed. And then you're watching something on no. TV and it's like, what in the what? And then when you're jacked up, fucked up, beat up. And done with it, they done with you. Mm-mm. Ooh, now they done, they with, done you. with you. I mean, after after uh-huh. they done ran over your character, lied, yeah, stole. Don't nobody get what we deserve to get. Come on, coin. Nobody. No, you don't. You know what I'm saying? No, honey. No, you definitely ain't paid. No, right not number, at all. Honey. Not at all. After they done used you up like a hooker on Sunset Avenue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In the middle mm-hmm. of Super Bowl weekend, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. And then you left holding the pieces of like, what do you do? And that's what, what I always admired about you, Nene, is that you keep your hands in everything. Yeah. And I think a lot of listeners don't know about that. Talk to them about that and how important that is. Yeah. I learned early on, I knew this reality TV thing was scary. And I know that it would, could come to an end at any time. And um, I know you have to be a smart businesswoman and you needed multiple streams of income. And I... For some reason, it's been many years ago. I uh, I think this is when Magic Johnson opened up Applebee's or something. And then he opened a theater in Atlanta. Yeah. And then he was just doing this, 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 and this. And um, I admired how he left the NBA and how he was still very successful. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to be Magic Johnson one day. Yeah, doing reality. I said, I have to be him. I need to start multiple businesses yeah. and I need to do multiple things. Yeah. The problem is, Tamar, when you want to do things that you love to do, like, you know, I love producing and I think I have a lot of creative ways. I think I have a lot of great show ideas. Mm-hmm. The thing that's unfortunate is somebody is stopping the bag. all these opportunities that you work your ass all off these- for. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it. I don't have a problem off. saying it. No, no, no. I, I'm saying no. This yeah. true. Everything that you worked for, you know, and and you do have great creative ideas, and and you can produce this, and you can do this and that. And there's somebody in the back pulling strings so that you are not able to do all those things that you worked your ass off mm-hmm. to do. That you put your damn reputation on the line, your family on the line, everybody on the line to do. So I started thinking a few years ago that, okay, I'm not going to be a producer. I'm not going to be doing any of my creative things that I want to do in television mm. because somebody else wants my life. Mm. That's the problem. When somebody else wants your life. They try to take yours out. So <laughs> they want, yeah, take your yeah. life. Now they, they're not talented enough to do these kind of things. They steal your life. And so I started thinking about other things outside of reality TV and television periods I like to do. Like I said, Magic Johnson was putting his money in other places. So I started opening up things and investing my money in other places because I still want to have a life after television. So I try to have my hands in a lot of things, but you know, sometimes, you know, there's somebody in the background that's, you know, taking my hand out of it. That's really jacked up. And I know how that feels because, you know, I heard a rumor and I'm comfortable enough to Mm -hmm. say the rumor because allegedly. So do you remember when Mm -hmm. everything happened with the real? And I remember talking to you. Remember, I was in my bed for like a week. (laughs) Yeah, I remember (laughs) that. And I I didn't have any answers. Nobody had any answers as to what happened. And the girls were getting blamed. It was 
Tamar got an attitude problem. Of course, all the reality um, storylines yeah. was was the surface of everything. And do you know that years later, what I had heard through the grapevine, what really happened? happened. I heard that that network that I was working with at the time would not sign off and allowed me and them girls to fall out in public almost ruined my whole career, my livelihood, everything that I worked for and never said one time, didn't say, okay, you're the star of the network. We're going to have a meeting with you. We don't want you to do the show no more. At least give me a heads up. But no. I'm not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Pulled the plug and ain't say nothing and allowed Lonnie to take the fall, Adrian, Jeannie, Tamara, mm-hmm. and myself. And we up here battling and fighting as, and bla- as black girls and they don't care. Scratching no. and battling and pointing the fingers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're not, no. we're not on a reality show. This is real life. So when does reality TV stop being reality TV and becomes reality? That's the question. Because reality TV is better than reality because you know reality tv is a little twisted that makes more money <laughs> i love you so much yeah. i wish we was in the same room i just want to hug the shit out of you you're so amazing. yeah that is the truth it makes more money you know but it took you years to figure that out though didn't it yeah listen it took me years to figure out why all these girls were coming after yeah. me every season. We've been on squash something in the background. Yeah. Why some of my friendships were falling apart. It took me years. I was blaming a lot of yeah. people. And it took me years to figure out who the de- the real devil was. When I figured it out, though, it really crushed me. <laughs> it hurt my heart Man. really bad. I was really hurt over it. Yeah. And I was like, wow how it was felt to me like American greed yeah. or something. Yeah. You know how you watch American yeah. greed and the person that's doing it, what they're doing, they just keep going because they just greedy, just greedy. They would never stop. That's what yeah. happened. It's this bad. It's checked up. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a lot and it's a lot to deal with. It's so much. It is a lot. It's so much. It is a lot because, you know, when you talk about the relationships yeah. that's ruined behind it, yeah. you know what I mean? But you know what I used to say to some of the girls that I used to say to some of the girls that um listen let's not do this i don't know what they were saying to them because again you know they talk to them all different yes. right so i would say listen let's not do this because at the end of the day these producers are going to go home and they're going to still leave their wife and their girlfriend or whoever that is they're going to still have their friends they're going to still have their life and we're going to be over here fucked up yeah. like let's not do this and they turn right around and get on camera and do it isn't that frustrating it's how frustrating. Oh my is God. That? It is so horrible. Oh. Especially when you're looking at him like, girl. Then we just have a conversation. Yeah. Like, what you doing? Child. I hate it. Why do you think they do that? Because everybody got to eat. Because they are the weakest link. <laughs> Number one. Because I've had some of them to tell me, you're going to be fine, Nene. You're going to be fine. You're going to yeah. be fine. I got to make sure I'm eating. <laughs> You know, I'm like, what the hell? What makes you think I'm going to be right. fine? Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, they have to eat. But, you know, they forget that you're more powerful together than you are apart. And I think they're scared. Scared of what? I don't know. Scared to never work again. Scared to not eat. They forgot they were eating before they was Come on, on TV. somebody. 
He will make a way. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> yeah. I like to tell people I've been rich and I've been poor and I've been rich again. So I know what it feels like on both sides. So, you know, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to survive both yeah. ways. Because you can figure it out. I want to touch on two or three more things and I'm going to let you go, Nini, because we can talk about this shit all day and we have. <laughs> yeah. What kind of advice would you give the person who does have a home, she does have a husband, she does have a great life, kids and stuff, but she has big dreams and, and other aspirations? What advice would you give her with all the knowledge that you know now? Definitely chase after your dreams and don't give up on your mm -hmm. dreams and know that it is a marathon and not a sprint. And that is the truth. It is all about time. Yeah. Okay. And you just don't know when that time is. So don't give up. You may take a step back or take a, a break, but it's all about time. Yeah. And it sounds so cliche, but you will never know that. When it happens, you will say, it was about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready now. I wasn't even ready. Yeah, then. absolutely. Listen, you got you to gotta keep it pushing because your breakthrough is going to come. My breakthrough didn't happen until I was 35. Yes, that's what I say, Tamar. Oh my God. Really? I say the same you were 35? Yes. Yes, well, I, didn't know I that. always said I was 35 years old. And then when Bravo found me, I was 37. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I often would say, gosh, I wish that I could have done it when I was much younger. I don't know why I say that because I might wouldn't have liked it then. <laughs> but I just felt like I would have been able to do a lot more things. I would have had an opportunity to be a hoe a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. You sound like my <laughs> sister right now. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could never be a hoe. God, Lee, I need to be a whore a little bit. I see all these whores out here. I'm like, shit, it seems like it's cool. I know. I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, to be a whore, I, I kind of regret not being one too. Oh my god! For real? Is that a real true statement? Yeah, I've been in a relationship. I mean, I, I was got with Greg when I was twenty eight. Yeah. So I feel like you know I gave up a lot of my years. People don't know how young I was with Greg. Yeah. I'm twenty eight years old. Yeah. Dana got forty. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Well, I'm single now and I hate it, but that's okay. We'll talk about that other part later. Because you like to be in relationships. I do. I do. I mean, I think, I mean, you like relationship. I think it's okay. I love love. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think relationship is great. But I also think dating can be fun. Why don't you be a player? Ooh, me be a fun. player? I don't even know yeah. if I have it in me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Date like four guys at one time. You be the player. They be like, what was you at last night? You be like, oh, I fell asleep early. Oh, no, I did that in my <laughs> 20s. I'm tired now. That's That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a single mother. I think doing it for one year might be fun. I don't know, Nene. I don't know. But listen. Okay. Right. But as a personality on reality TV, this is what I wanted to know. You pretty much have lived your yeah. life completely like out loud. What's something yeah. about you that you haven't shared about your journey to building the Nene Leaks brand that you are willing to share with us today? This is some business kind of advice okay, right good. here. When I was trying to get on. This is something I did. So I would say to people, every day you need to do something towards your yeah. goal. Every day, do something. If it's writing one email, if it's making one phone call, if it's sending one fax or dropping one headshot in the mail for the yeah. day. But every single day, don't you let a day go by where you don't do something towards your goal. And all you got to do is do one thing. And you do that every single day. Yeah. One thing. Something good is going to happen yeah. or somebody is going to bite. Yeah. 
You know, it may not be the biggest fish in the sea, but somebody's going to bite, yeah. right? I say, do something every single day towards your goal. It could be as little as sending an email, making a phone call, sending a fax, dropping a headshot in the mail, do something. That's Googling. That's amazing, amazing yeah. advice because... I, Every day. I think people And think, you don't know how hard that is. Yeah, it day. is. Yeah, you it see, is. That's hard. Because some people be like, girl, I ain't got the energy today. I just don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. Nope. You got to do one thing every day. Yeah, that's discipline and dedication. You know, a lot yeah. of people think that, oh, I'm just going to work on this craft for two, three months and then stop. No, yeah. it don't work like that. Nope. It's a repetitive, it's a long it's a repetitive thing. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people think that owning your own business is easy and I think no it's not and a common misconception you have more free time and we both like people think you have a lot of free time like oh they only shoot like six weeks and then oh now we have a lot of time to shoot I'm old damn six come on somebody that's why I said we both know that it's not necessarily true you know what I'm saying so so what would you say to the people who aspire to enter business ownership well, I love being an entrepreneur. I know that. First, you got to have something you love. Right. Something that you really like and love to do because work is no longer work when you're doing what you love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, this is not work. This is my career. Yeah. This is my life. Like, I love this. This is what really makes me happy. Something you, you're passionate about. And if you're going to enter the entertainment business, you got to be, you got to be disciplined. You got to be strong. Yeah. You got to be driven. You just got to be so many things that, you know, that a lot of people just ain't made for this shit. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They ain't made for this shit. This shit is tough. It really is. It really I'm is. so tough now from this stuff. Yeah. Girl, you cut me, I probably won't even bleed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you bleed, I got I a Band-Aid for you, sis. I'm right here with yeah, you. Yeah, I just tell you, it's just, I'm so tough from all the stuff that has been thrown my way. Yeah. Uh, I am. I got so many bruises. I take off this shirt, grab it, beat to death. Yeah, I'm telling you, I am good though. I'm sitting over here. This is hard, and you know I don't even want to be hard like that. You know I want to be <laughs> softer. Even you know, even my husband be like, "Really? Uh, do you have some balls, ma'am?" You know, because I just be sitting over here so tough some days because I just been through nothing. Somebody can say to me that I ain't heard before. Yeah. I'm not shocked by anything. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. The truth saying is when people say it's a dirty business, it is a dirty business. Yes, it is. When it they is. used to say, you'd be like, oh, this business ain't that dirty. Is it? Right. It's a dirty business. Yeah. You don't know it's dirty until you get introduced to that side of it. You know what I mean? When, when things yeah. are all good, it's all good. There's nothing dirty. Everything is, is beautiful and shiny. And no. Mm-mm. You're not even well, Let me exposed. ask you something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, when you're looking at certain people in their careers right now, you just look at you say, oh, they're doing great or they're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you look at, have you ever looked at anybody and say, I see they are already getting ready to come from, bring you down, girl. You don't even see it. Yep. Like you can look at them and be like, they are already doing it. You don't even see them doing it. Yep. You know, cause, cause I didn't see it. No. But I, I'm looking at people now and I'm looking at them. I said, here it comes. They coming for her. <laughs> yeah. They coming for her. They've been to bring her down. Baby. That, that corporate devil, honey. That corporate devil for to bring her right on down, honey. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's to the point I, I almost can't watch it mm-hmm. for fun no more. No, I don't watch it at all. Mm-mm. I don't watch it. Mm-mm. You know, I don't watch any of them. I used to be in love with certain ones. I don't watch any. Look, I don't even really watch TV. Yeah. I don't. You don't. Yeah. I don't watch real TV. Yeah, because they take the F out of fun, period. It just be on. Look. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, be on. I don't even watch award shows like that. Yeah. You know what I do? 
I record yes. them. <laughs> and then I go back and I hit it and I go to zooming through and I say, oh, they want, oh, that's a good performance. Let me look at that one. I skip through and go all, all around it. I just be doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. I don't even see everything that happens. Because it's just full of mess. Yeah. And we know the other side. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a yeah. good side until you get introduced, introduced to, the, to the bad side. But then I think that for most of us, we get reintroduced to the good side. And I see that happening for you. I, I really do. hope so. I do. I see that happening uh, for you. I uh, see it happening for me, for too. I pray for Yeah, it's very good. And, and, and it should happen for you. You're very talented. I always tell you this. You're very talented. And I, I love your voice. And I think you should sing more often. <laughs> more, more, more singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll come to Lanethia's Lounge, honey, and come do a set for the kids. Yes, tell us about Lanethia's Lounge. I can't wait to go. Tell us about it. Well, you know, listen, Lanethia Lounge is going to be opening, I pray to God, soon. Yeah. You know, we're in a pandemic, so we don't know. In Duluth, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. uh, which when when we say Atlanta, we're talking about 20, 25 minutes up the street. Yeah. We're all section lounge. So everybody that walks through our door is a VIP. Yes. We want to give them the type of treatment that I would want yeah. when I walk in. So we have, we will be uh, serving small tapas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have live entertainment. We have a beautiful bar. We have put a lot into this place yeah. to make it friendly and welcoming for everyone and anyone that comes through. Now, you're going to have to pop some bottles now to come up in here. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. did say the whole thing is VIP, honey. Be prepared to pop. <laughs> pop and swipe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We have a minimum on bottles. Yes. So, you know, you got to come through the door popping at least two. Yeah. Well, Nene, you know, you to eat. I just have to tell you, my good friend, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, because oh, it's, it's, it's been like a bulldozer who, yeah. who, that's tried to knock you down. But look at you. I don't see why anybody would be trying to keep me down in the first place. I don't deserve that. Yeah. I've opened up doors for other people. Yeah. I just don't I don't I don't know why I would deserve anyone trying to keep me from doing anything that I would want to do in my career. And I don't know why you try to keep me from eating. I think it's an unfair move. It is. It's unfair, especially when you've given so much. You know, you've opened. You've given so, so much. much. Um, you opened the doors to your I, home, your marriage. You done got divorced yeah, and remarried again. Yeah. Your kids. Everything. Everything. And it's what's even more crazy. I don't ask for a half of the pie. I don't even ask for a damn slice. Yeah. I just ask for, all I got is a fruit crumb, yeah. honey. And if you would just please let me keep my LaCrons, baby. <laughs> I sure appreciate it. <laughs> well, I want half the pie because I don't work my ass off for half this pie. And I want what's mine. Okay. Well, I don't even ask for half. So listen, this I don't even ask for a slice, girl. I told you. I know, right? But you deserve it. Whether you ask yeah. for it or not, that does not mean that you didn't work your ass off for that whole pie. Well, they're not going to give it to me, so I just going to settle for a crumb. <laughs> Nene is, y'all, I love this lady. This girl is crazy. After every interview for, we call this section, The Blueprint, mm-hmm. we like to talk about yeah. what our takeaway was from our conversation that we had. Our listeners definitely want to hear your takeaway. I learned something about you. You did? <laughs> what? You know so much. What you talking about? I'm talking to you right now, I believe that you would do reality TV again. <laughs> I don't think you're against it. I think that it is the right opportunity was presented because reality TV is in a lot of different ways. You are a vocalist. You can easily be a judge on a, on a competition Yeah, show. I would do that. I'm talking about unscripted. I mean, like, open the doors to my home. You 
in my man business. You mm-hmm. watching my child. You judging me on my conversation. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not interested right. in that. No, thank well, you're you. not interested in that, but you would still do some part of reality. Oh yeah, TV I would. I'm, because yeah. you are in the entertainment business. You love what you do, and you would do it again. You, you know, it's a funny thing how we talk about all the bad, the the and the ugly. But the truth is, you know, if the right opportunity is presented, you know, you would try it again. It's been so damaging. All of my relationships has been ruined Mm -hmm. or damaged. No, absolutely not. See, I refuse to give them that kind of credit. It's true. Any relationship of mine that was damaged is because there was a weak link Mm. somewhere and they did not deserve to be here at this time in my life. The people that ain't here are not to be here. Because, see, you're going to get ready to go somewhere now for real. So they can't go with you. Yeah. They can't. They can't go this time. So this time you might need to go by yourself and with two people. You really get ready to go somewhere now. Oh, that's a word. Yeah, you get ready to sing, honey. <laughs> Woo, child. And you look to me in my eyes and say, two people, there. meaning you and Logan. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. I catch you, honey. Two people going, girl. I catch you, sit. That's it. Oh, you know Lord. what? This time you're going to do it real good this time. This time, you know to keep your circle small. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know to go out there and say, hey, and bye. And you know, you, you, no, no, no. You're going to have to be your own gatekeeper. Don't come around here. Don't come around me. Yeah. Don't come around me. You know, now when you go on set, you're going to be just like me. I don't need nothing but my water and my check. Like, you, <laughs> water, you got a bottle of water? <laughs> I don't know. Now you got a bottle of water? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. I don't even want to eat none of y'all grapes. Y'all been there like I ate them all. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> don't they do you, you like really, that? Like- yeah, girl. Uh-uh. Girl, she was in here asking for food and everything. That's okay, Hardy. I brought my sandwich with me, girl. Oh, my God. Girl, I brought my fruit with me, honey. Uh-uh. So this time, you're going to know how to really do it. Yeah. So your takeaway is what? My takeaway is you're going to do the show again. Linda, I'm not. You're going to do reality. Linda, I can't. It almost took me out of here. I can't. I can't. I can't jump back into toxic environments. You're going to do a different type. Y'all, this is my friend, Nene Leakes. My mother has this saying, people can't do more than what you allow. And I feel like in the reality TV space, I have allowed people to come into my life, into my home and Mm -hmm. dictate to me how my life is supposed to be and allow it to be on television and tell my story the way that they want to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I stand firm in saying that I am not releasing that kind of power to anyone ever again. My home is my sanctuary. You can't come in my yeah. home. You can't come fill my kid. You can't come fill my conversations with my man. You're not going to perpetuate arguments and, and cause rift and division between, you know, my loved ones and things that I've worked hard for, for your entertainment. That's never going to happen. So I choose to never allow that ever again so that's my takeaway okay well that's a good one tamar well yeah took a lot of counseling that's a good one <laughs> but i had to get I there mean, that's a good that sounds great if you're going to stand in that yeah absolutely i have to i have to because i have yeah. to survive 
Any other way, yeah. I'm not going to survive, Nene. I have to yeah. set my boundaries and I have to stick to them or my pillars are going yeah. to fall. And the last time my pillars mm-hmm. fell, I just made it out by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. Uh-uh, not the hairs of chin chin chin, honey. I did. Yeah. I did. And you know that, you know? Yeah, I know. So, Listen. you know, it ain't it's too easy. expensive. I'm not willing to pay that price. The only person who holds your future and holds your hand is God and he got you. I'll take that. Oh, yes. I believe God got me now. Yes, he does. I've been praying. I've been praying some new prayers I ain't never prayed. <laughs> I, I've been praying some new prayers, honey. I done came up with some new stuff. I know God is probably saying, who is this lady? <laughs> I don't know. praying all kind of stuff. Oh, I have. I be telling them stuff that I know he said, now listen, now that ain't what we about. I'm up here telling myself, you need to discover this person. I've told God so much stuff. I know he said, listen now, Nene. I've been praying new prayers. You hear me? I wake up in the middle of the night be like, oh shoot, I fell asleep. forgot to say this prayer. You need to do this, this, and this. I'm like a child and leave all my prayers under my pillow. Yeah. I need you to come and get them and look and read yeah. them. Yeah. God, I need you to do this now. Yeah. I enjoy that the most. My relationship my, and my conversations with God is different now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we, we don't bear everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, he's like our homeboy. Oh, God, I forgot to tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you how I feel yeah. about this. What you think I should do? What, can you fix I don't this for me? So I, much yeah. to God, yeah. honey. I know he is looking at me like, girl, you is tripping. <laughs> I'm telling you. I be saying all kind of stuff. I do. Well, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. I love you. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on. Under I'm proud of you too. Thank you, my friend. You are doing so good. Thank you, my You're friend. You're doing good. Now, aren't you doing new music? Oh, Lord. Here we go. This is your interview, friend. Okay. You know how you said I could ask you questions. Oh, thing. Uh, you said you were doing some yes. music. I think I seen somewhere where you said that. Yes, Lanethia. I am doing music. That's good. I, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. what I do want to throw in before we, we close. I, w- I would really like okay. to talk about how Nene gives back to female entrepreneurs. I just have, can I share this with everybody? Nene, Nene invited me to Vegas to take part in her ladies of success event. Mm -hmm. And it was a weekend event with a bunch of female entrepreneurs. I mean, Mm -hmm. just like us, you know what I mean? Circles are super small, wanting to expand our businesses. And, you know, most of our friends think Mm -hmm. it's boring that we sit around and talk about our business all the time. But, you know, these ladies knew what it was like and, you know, they was cool with it. And I mean, the Mm -hmm. greatest women good ladies good ladies oh that's so good so like i'm actually i'm actually with one of my ladies of success uh this weekend right now um these women are successful women they have their own businesses and they go through a lot of the stuff that we go through you know they've gotten to a certain place in their career they're making money Mm -hmm. and uh they're good girls they'll do anything for you you know shit i'm hanging out with one right now she's spending so much money i'm like dang i I can't spend that kind of money. I mean, you over here just balling. What the hell? That is hilarious. Can I get into your line of business That's right now? So they're great girls. And uh, if you want to be a part of Ladies of Success, you can go to ladiesofsuccess.com. Or you can send me an email at booknini at gmail.com. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business. You have to be an entrepreneur female that is already an entrepreneur, already eating the fruit of your labor. 
Don't email us, Lord, and tell us you're trying to be one. We can't. This ain't, that ain't what this circle is about. No, it's not. This is becoming <laughs> friends with other women who are on your yeah. level. Yeah, and it's a good time. So you guys yeah. go check that out. Lenny, I love you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. I want to press and leave, honey, when I can find it. Leave, girl. Leave. Well, folks, that's all I got for today. Can you believe it? That went by so fast. It's been so much fun sharing my girl Nene with y'all today. And if you have show ideas or want to share your under construction journey with me, you can email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Y'all already know I love you. And I mean it. Because we're all under construction together. Under Construction is a production of Most Sauce, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. Oh,